Podcasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Almighty, dude. Uh, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm the other co-host, David Bell. I'm the internet's me. Yeah, you are. He's here. Welcome. Can you believe it? Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. How are you? I feel great. Yeah? I mean, yeah. honestly, who couldn't on it at a time like this? I'm honestly yeah. very punchy. I've been solo with the kid all week. Mm. Uh, so I have been scrounging in work where I can, uh, which means I have had no sleep or personal time. No, no. Uh, so I'm manic and insane, and I think that's the perfect energy to bring to yeah. the trailers today. Ideally, yeah. oh, ideally, we try to force people to be in that headspace, so I'm glad mm-hmm. you're already there. Yeah. yeah. It's going to save us a lot of time. <laughs> this is going to be the have shortest you, typecast. <laughs> have you tried uppers? Have you tried like cocaine and like... Amphetamines. Not really. I'm Have very, you tried that? I'm PCP. very caffeinated. I'm insufferable on cocaine, so I just don't do it. Sure. For the, for the well-being I, of the people around in me. Fairness, <laughs> in fairness, everyone is insufferable Every on human cocaine. Every being is insufferable. But I, but I carry that sober self-awareness with me into the insufferability, <laughs> and that's it's hard on my soul just to listen mm. to myself. I'm like, God, fuck you, dude. Can you hear yourself? <laughs> you can, and you're still doing it? Oh, damn it, Cocaine. <laughs> Damn you, cocaine! Curse you, cocaine! <laughs> Thwarted again by cocaine. Nope. Listen, it's, un- uh, it's undone so many. Uh, <laughs> but it's helped out so many others. It's true, you know? it's true. Famous yeah. Aaron Sorkin would not have a, a career. Yeah. Some people are great yeah. on it. Some people can really function on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So try cocaine, uh, kids. Listeners? <laughs> <laughs> try cocaine. <laughs> Oh man, thanks for being on. Thank you. Did we thank you already? Because thank you. You might have before the show, but anyway, it's a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. Yeah, well, now, now it's it. now it's official. You've been officially thanked. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. There's, it's on the record. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, Hypecast, no disproving the it. most polite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> polite cast. Well, the episode of polite go, cast. Go 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 go. go. Oh man, I'm feeling weird. Did I do that? It's, I think that's the no. Energy I, I was feeling weird before. I, uh, you know, when you're like caffeinated but not quite caffeinated enough. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a little late in the day. I've been I've been doing a you know work. I'm I'm getting out of that like brain that weird brain place where it's like mm-hmm. when you're sitting in front of a screen for a while. Yeah. So. That's all. I'm just uh, I'm dusting off the brain cobwebs yeah, here. Same. No, I can't wait to be done. Uh, you know, with my work sitting in front of a screen all day, so that I can go sit in front of a screen yeah. for the rest what of you, the day. Yeah. <laughs> what are you playing, Tom? Uh, I'm about to to dive into that Turtles game. Oh hell yeah! Mm. I just downloaded that this morning. Yep. Yep. I've I been, was watching I've streams been of vibrating it. all day, just like I need to play the Turtles game. <laughs> it looks super fun. Yeah, looks sweet. This is going to sound crazy, but I recently got back into Fallout 76. Like, I uh, thought, you know, I bet that plays really well on the Xbox X. And uh, it does. It Like, the loading screens are fast, and the game is relatively smooth. And I'm like, 
it's kind of good. I know huh. it was terrible at launch and everyone hated it, but like uh, revisit Fallout 76. Okay. I mean, I never played it to begin with, so it oh, would okay. for me it'll be like uh, first time, and I'll just assume it was always that good. <laughs> so that's cool. I don't know if I'd go that good. I'm just saying, like compared to how it launched, and everyone's like, oh, they're just like really disappointed and down on it. And I was one of those people because um, I re- I enjoyed Fallout Three, Fallout One, Two, Three, even Tactics. I, I like the Fallout. And the Fallout 76 came out and it was just kind of everything uh, was worse because there's just sort of people around and the game wasn't very alive. Aww. Yeah. Uh, it sort of reminds me like when Elder Scrolls Online first came out and this is like, oh, this is just like worse Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was <laughs> so, real, real slow. I never got back into that, so I can't speak on that. If that's good today, I would have no idea because that was tragically boring man it was, it was real bad i apologize to the good people of tamriel if it is sense improved but... <laughs> right, um let's uh name some let's thank some producers dave let's thank some of our patreon producers all right fine hey hey big thank you to hombre thank you very much thank you thank you thank you to heathcliff's helping hamfuls thank you Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Left. Thank you. Thank you to Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Thank you so much. Thank you to Ryan the Silly Money Goose. Thank you. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Thank you. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to DJ Finney. On the ones and twos. Thank you to Dracula the Bus Driving Vampire. Toot toot. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Sure does. Uh, thank you to David nice Knife. Boot, boot. Henson, thank you there's a, so much. There's a knife boot in the trailers today. I'm very excited. Okay, thank yeah. you to Grumblebee. Mm. Thank you thank to Screaming you. Horse Pyramid. Thank, thank you to you. Look Mom on a podcast. Thank, thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Blam. Thank you. Thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank, Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thanks. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank, Thank you. you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Davy Francis Nine. Davy goes to hell. Thank you. And thank you to MVB. Yeah. Woo. Mm. All right trailers wait there's a knife boot in one of these trailers did i miss the night knife boot don't worry i'll remind you okay <laughs> well the first trailer obviously is for piranha women on it is this for real yeah for real this could be the only trailer we talk about yeah. today <laughs> yeah <laughs> this these is are... full moon which is i didn't even know they still made movies when i saw the full moon logo i'm like what the fuck are we? this is like a year 2000 type thing yeah what else did they make they made like Dollman and like i want to say the puppet masters and like mm. uh god like those are their two big ones there was just uh, if you went to the video store and picked movies by the raddest cover and didn't recognize any of the actor names like that was a full moon movie for three or four years oh word and and so but that like i say that was around 2000 is when you'd see the see those movies come out all um, right Dull this Man. cover is Dull no Man different. Versus Puppet Masters. I'm trying to think of other full moon movies. This it- one is uh, women <laughs> who, through I think a scientist, uh, become piranha women. Mm-hmm. Like wear piranhas yeah. almost. Oh man, I guess yeah. we don't. I guess we don't need to talk about it more. I guess uh, that wraps <laughs> up that one. 
I like that it's they, a, they were sort of sick and they're like, oh, there's no way to treat my weird disease. And then this guy's <laughs> like, uh, have you tried piranha DNA? Let, yeah. Let me, let me, I'm just going to throw a word out there. And, and when it hits your ears, you just react how you'd normally act. If you don't like it, you don't, you don't even need to say anything else. Piranha. <laughs> right. And like piranha DNA classically makes you sexy too. This makes you horny listen, and sexy. I, I didn't know if that was related. The medical field, medical science needs more heroes to sit down and think how many of the world's <laughs> problems could be solved by splicing in some piranha DNA. Mm-hmm. Right. So now my you mentioned favorite... the sexy. I want, I want to talk about that because I love talking about sexy ladies. Now, oh, for sure. my take on that wasn't that the piranha DNA made them sexy, but that that doctor wasn't a very ethical doctor. The one injecting people in untested uh, piranha monster DNA. I think he just worked with hot girls. I think that was the thing, is that he's like, yeah, I'll treat my patients, but only if they're hot ladies. And I'm like, I guess I can relate to that. As someone who injects a lot of ladies with piranha DNA, I should, (laughs) like, Ogos, maybe. (laughs) Maybe get the fuck out of my office. (laughs) I have to point out that my favorite thing about the trailer is that the doctor's office is just a doctor's office and what i mean by that is that it's not a lab yeah. it's not like a marvel type like it's mad a family science lab. practice yes it looks like like imagine going to the doctors that's what that's it what is. it looks like yeah i bet they went uh, to and the then he just brings you know them you, in a room yeah you always have to wait like an hour for the doctor to show up they're like you know what we ought to do is just film a movie while we're waiting yeah it's genius and then, yeah he, he just has a room full of piranhas which had i mean he got them in there somehow i guess but it's i it's i i have a lot of questions about how I like that, that, that office i worked. like that that was your first question is how did he get a fish tank into his office like that <laughs> well was, it's like that it's was the built thing in. that it's built into the wall you is having an aquarium built into the wall well hold on not the piranha built in the wall Filled with piranhas, mind you. That's true. Like he, yeah, he had to get piranhas brought to his office. That's that's a big deal. I mean, I the science checks out. I get the science. Mm-hmm. It's the logistics of the piranhas for sure. I think you can only buy uh, them if you have a mad scientist license. So like, you, right? You, you have to like ha- own a mad scientist zoo to be zoned to actually own piranhas legally. Yeah, right. there's a it's also, there's a further step though. If you're buying piranhas for medical science, like specifically to splice their DNA into mm-hmm. hot ladies, you can they will only sell the piranhas to you if you're wearing a gold chain. Yeah, right. You have to send them hot headshots sense. of the ladies, full bodies, uh, exactly. and headshots of yeah. the of the ladies. If they're hot <laughs> yeah. enough, they send you piranhas. If not, you get some barracudas. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Squirt some perfume at them. This is what they smell like. Give me them piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a high rise. I just want to note that too. It's a skyscraper, mm-hmm. so they're they're on like the the thirtieth floor, mm-hmm. with a, like he got those piranhas like in a tank. He put them in that building up the elevator. He he must have had people help out. I don't know. It's why a lot of critics why are that's... calling this You're... the diehard of piranha women movie. Right, it's yeah. on the thirtieth floor with Nakatomi's vault. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I, I still can't I'm, get over very, that. What you're puzzling over is the logistics of putting a, a fish tank into a doctor's office. A fish tank full of piranhas. You can Tom. buy piranhas. <laughs> yeah, but they clearly did it like while they were waiting to get their, you know, their teeth cleaned. They brought no, in, true. somehow brought in a piranha tank. And I, that's a pretty, it's a good crew is what I'm saying. The full moon, they put together real good pictures. Uh, I yeah. like at the very end of the trailer, 
they show the full piranha like just for a second like it looks yes! it looks like shit but like and they know so they just only show it for a second and i want to make it clear to the listeners that this is not like a sharknado type thing like i don't think they full moon doesn't like know they're bad they kind of know but they don't like sharknado know like right. this it's, is a sincere it's like, it's like earnest camp yeah yes yeah it's the perfect tone for this type of movie yeah, it's it's almost more like trauma. Although even trauma is more tongue in cheek. Yeah, like this 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 uh, trailer is like very very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not it's not trying to be funny at all. Right, and I appreciate that. And yeah. the acting is terrible. Oh, it's so bad. It's so community theater acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but sincere. Yes. Uh, it's like they don't have like Tara Reed in one of the lead roles or something. That's what I mean by the Sharknado tone where it's like we're going to get people that are kind of like we all agree aren't very good or are kind of funny to put in a role like this. Uh, it, this is just all total unknowns, sexy unknowns with very sexy piranha teeth, full <laughs> bikinis. Yeah. Every scene seems to be like different bikinis. Like there was nine to ten swimsuits in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're all living together in a, in a, in a house where absolutely dozens of pornographies have been filmed yes yeah absolutely but like some of the swimsuits are tasteful some of them are like very pornographies swimsuits um (laughs) yeah they are it's it's like a it's like a it's a home for piranha ladies right the idea is like so you become a piranha lady you have to live here it's like a cory feldman compound of piranha ladies yeah yes and then yeah. at the end, we have the full body piranha lady that just looks like a land of the lost monster. It's yes. pretty great. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. full on like a chubby slee stack. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Yeah, so, when she popped out of the water, I'm like, I was already sold, but this is double sold. 10 out of 10 piranha women. Right. Did not need that, but I'm glad it's there. Yeah, it was an extra. It was a little cherry on top at the very end. It's like if you in case you were on the fence still about piranha women. Let me interest you in a full body piranha woman. Yep. <laughs> How does that grab you? <laughs> I like it. Like, sold. When it's just the hot girls with the teeth, I'm like, all right. It's good. It's good. It's it, but it's exactly what I expected. And then that yeah. full piranha woman is like, okay. You you clearly yeah, have took my expectations and exceeded them. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, we I guess we'll move on to uh Wait, we're not this we're moving on i just want to talk about we, all right <laughs> we can we can talk just i feel like we i want to watch it before i spend an entire podcast talking F- about it i guess that's a fair point i guess and plus we've said everything about it mm-hmm. i suppose yeah we covered the doctor's office fish tank which is all i really needed to <laughs> talk really about. broke down about. those logistics yeah <laughs> yeah i'm surprised you guys uh, aren't familiar with doll man and puppet master those are like oh i'm familiar with yeah, those I movies so. i'm just not oh, familiar okay. with full moon I see. Like I, I never flagged that as the student. Like I, oh, uh, as a, as a person who used to just live in the uh, horror section of Blockbuster, I have seen the covers of those movies many times. Yes. It's just once I once I found the full moon and I recognized that logo. I'm like, I was like, these guys have the tone that I like, and and so right. I sort of sought out their movies, and I was always. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. It's been many years, but I, I'm glad they're back. And it seems like they're doing exactly what they did so strongly 20 years ago. Did they ever, oh, make, yeah. did they ever make a werewolf movie? Because that's money on the table right there. I mean, they had. if they have, you you would have seen it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Werewolf seems tame compared to Piranha Women. But it's full moon, though. It's right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess they could do like hot werewolves. You can Is always there a second type? Werewomen. That's that's fair. 
That's more than fair. <laughs> there is only one type of werewolf. Yeah. And that is powerfully erotic. Yes. <laughs> ba -ba -boom. All right, I guess we've uh, talked enough about the piranha women. You're right. All right. Uh, but well, thank let's you talk for, about... for having me on for, for such a special trailer. Of course. Oh, no. When I found that trailer, I was like, oh, this is destiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the stars have a The full moons have, a have aligned. Yeah. I'm constantly <laughs> texting you guys about piranha women. Just unrelated to yeah. anything. Yeah. It's like, like, so I guys... had another dream. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the dream. No, no, hold on. Let's, no, I'm going to group text everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about persuasion. Oh, yeah. Sure. This is, uh, this is uh, Dakota Johnson just having getting food on her. Yeah. yeah. Mostly. That, was weird. That, seemed, yeah. that must she have just gravy, been a hilarious jam. joke in the 18th century. Just like. <laughs> yeah. This is just fucking slayed people uh, in, in Jane Austen's friends group. Yeah. This, I mean, I like Jane Austen movies. So, like, honestly, like Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, I love that shit. So, like, I'm so you're into this. Yeah, I'm totally. I will probably end up seeing this at some point. It's coming to Netflix, sure. so it'll just be there. Um, I think casting Henry Golding in a in a Jane Austen movie is pretty cool and smart. Um, is that, yeah, is that Snake Eyes? It's Snake Eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Snake Eyes is a great choice for anything. Yeah. If you hand me a, uh, your resume and it says I was Snake Eyes in any context, under any circumstances, you got the job. Honestly, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Because it's like three guys, it's... right? It's like, well, actually, only two guys because Snake Eyes doesn't speak. So nobody voiced him on the cartoon, right? So it's really just Ray Park and Henry Golding. I'm saying if you just said I made a video when I was seven and I played Snake Eyes, I'd That's say true. yes. That's true. You what you if you were part. in the Brian De Palma film Snake Eyes? That's true. I'm fine with that. Too. Does that count? Yeah, okay. I believe so. I think Gary Sinise's character was named Snake Eyes. Right. Snake, That's why it's Snake called Snake Eyes. Sinise, yeah. 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 It. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is super British. I actually just realized I haven't seen any of the senses and sensibilities or the. You seen Emma? The other one you mentioned. No, I don't think Emma? I've ever seen any Jane Austen shit. What else? Uh, God. What are the other things? I mean, those are her big ones. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to get in. I'm gonna have to do a, like a Jane Austen thing going. Like, uh, you got some like, full uh, moon like, to watch first, I think. Yeah, yeah. Eh, we got some, I don't know. We got some I, piranha women. <laughs> I got Hannah's going on a trip soon, so I'll have the house to myself, so I can just fucking does watch she, a fuck ton of Jane Austen films. Does she not watch uh, th that type of movie? I don't know. It just seems it just seems like a good thing to do. Okay. Just sit around the house when I got time. Yeah. Well, make sure she's uh, there. Time to myself. She's there for Piranha Woman. Make sure, because otherwise she'll yeah, she'll she'll never forgive you if you watch that without her. Oh, obviously. I liked that the uh, bad guy from Hudson Hawk was in this, uh, but he I'm sure is. Still not going to see it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I might check it out. I uh, this seems like the type of horse shit that I'd be into. So hmm. I don't know. Well, I just. Uh, I feel inexperienced yeah, just now. Low stakes, fussy British romance. I don't know. Yeah, it's very fucking it's fussy. So, it's the fussiest, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of, it, that part is a little hard, uh, but, uh, you know. She's we'll kind of doing we'll like, uh, it, it feels like a very modern tone, not just because like the mixed race casting, but like she's sort of doing this like fuckable nerd thing. Like, oh God, it's just a goofball. You know, just like, oh, I'm just... This Someone, beautiful um, woman who just sometimes drops jam on my head. Aren't I? Wa aren't I a wacky nerd? Who could ever love me? This 
you know. I saw a tweet of saying like uh, D- Dakota Johnson has a face that knows what an iPhone is, and that I also kind of agree with that. Where it's also just like I I would say everybody yeah. we've we've like we've actors are just so perfect now that whenever there's mm-hmm. a period piece like this, it just feels a little off yeah. because you're like you everybody seem a little just, Jim Buff snake eyes everybody like, just seems up. so yeah. modern right. yeah jim buff that's a good way of putting it with, yeah <laughs> yeah if i if, if i if people... i if i saw brad pitt in the 18th century i'd be like absolutely fucking not yeah, get out of here you don't yeah. you don't belong here get back to your there's, time yeah. machine get me a russell crowe no... <laughs> right right there's no technology back then that could have created a brad pitt you know yeah it's uh it's, that being said troy is great Peter O'Toole, let me oh, yeah. wash his body. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's his last movie, too. It's one of them. It's a good one to go oh. out on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, next trailer is for Blonde. This is the um, Marilyn Monroe film with Ana de Armas. Uh, it's from the director of uh, The Assassination of Jesse James hmm. and Killing Them Softly. Uh, and apparently it's NC-17. Did I hear huh. that correctly? Yes. Yeah, Something it is. On Netflix. So I guess we're going to see JFK's dick, right? Probably. I assume that's what we're going to see. Yeah. He's just going to helicopter a, his um, way through it. Have you noticed there's been a lot of full uh, frontal male nudity recently? At least in the stuff I watch. Uh, Kids in the Hall, uh, the new Jackass movie, oh, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one I'm uh, even forgetting about that. I was just like all like oh, all yeah. in two days. I saw so many dongs. I'm like, well, all right, gentlemen, go get it. Yeah, dicks are back. Yeah, yeah. dicks are back. Forget dicks are bigger back. than ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this apparently has Adrian Brody in it. Okay. Um, he's great. I, I the trailer is great. Mm-hmm. I really like this trailer. It seemed uh, a little like on the nose, where it's like darkness, darkness, sadness. Now, a voice from the shadows says become Marilyn Monroe as if it's a second personality living within you. And then she's like, I'm Marilyn Monroe. And she's all cheerful and like turning it on. I thought, right. uh, It was just a little on the nose is all I'm saying that if, are you trying to sell it as if like, she's legitimately like a schizophrenic person. Like she has a whole second personality. Cause I'm on board. If one of them has like superpowers or something, if you're going to do a full, like they kind of thing. They sort of did that with that mid '90s uh, made-for-HBO movie *Norma Jean and Marilyn* that had Mira Sorvino in it. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Where like Norma Jean, I forget her last name was, you know, her name before she changed it to Marilyn Monroe. And so, like for the rest of the movie, Norma Jean appears to her as a separate character, sort of like Jam uh, um, and the Holograms. Yeah, um, Hannah, Hannah Montana. Sure. And uh, I'm trying to think of well, William Hurt in the History of Violence. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. No, of. Okay. That's the reference I was trying to pull, but I I, I couldn't pull. You were William just trying to think of Turbo Teen. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, I would love a Marilyn Monroe biopic where she turns into a car. Uh, I yeah. just think that, I think that's better than what they did here. It seems good and powerful, and uh, NC17 has me very intrigued because I want to see that JFK dong. But I think if right. she turned into a car, uh, that's the show for me. I've heard this. No, that makes sense. There's been a bit of controversy around the rating. I heard um, as this movie was getting developed, like I believe 
um, it's being released on Netflix, and I think Netflix originally planned to put it in theaters, but then sort of panicked. Um, huh. And so, it, like, it, it didn't end up at it didn't end up at con. I don't think it. I don't know if it's going to end up at any festivals or anything. I think it might just go straight to streaming. And this was like a big, sort of like high profile get to them get for them. So like it getting an NC seventeen seems to have really screwed a lot of people's plans up for it. Um, That's interesting. So I'm it's... wondering how like prudish the NC seventeen is going to end up being. Right. I don't know. It's also like we haven't quite figured out what it means to have an NC seventeen. Mm-hmm on netflix yet right. uh because you know that you either have a kid setting or you don't which seems like if you have like you know a 16 year old kid it's like well where does it you know like that i i personally wouldn't care but i assume parents care uh so like that's that's got to be kind of confusing because it seems like netflix it, for uh, like maybe it's all i was about to say for a teenager that's looking looking to jerk off, Netflix is probably a really good source. And then I remembered the internet existed. Yeah. yeah. And maybe none of this matters. Yeah, I don't think maybe any of it matters. Maybe literally none of this matters. Yeah. <laughs> so that I might be the imagine. answer. I can't even imagine like how easy it would be for a for a child to access or or how difficult it would yeah. be for a parent to prevent that, I guess I should put it that way. Yeah. I think we all also, know how easy it is to find whatever you want to find, but Yeah. Also, uh, Garrett Dillahunt's in this of uh, Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles fame. Oh, yeah, and Deadwood, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly the Sarah. Mostly Connor the Chronicles. Sarah Con- Connor Chronicles, sure. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good in that. That was a that sh- he was no, good. Nobody talks about that show, but uh, I really liked that show. Yeah, uh, I, it had some silly moments, but uh, I I quite enjoyed that that stupid show. I, there's that moment. Jason talked about that on a um, the 9/11 moment. Yes, the 9/11 moment. Yeah, uh, where that's so good. The guys have to explain to Sarah Connor what was 9/11, and she's like, "What? The, you're telling me they what?" And it's like all done like through pantomime and like montage. It's so funny. It's amazing. Uh, there's also my my favorite thing is the fact that James Urbaniak shows up in multiple episodes as a villain. And it, it that really threw me off. Yeah. Uh, uh, great show. Everybody watched Sarah Chronic- Connor Chronicles. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna but, throw two more details at you guys about this movie Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe movie, before we move on. Sure, 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 sure. One, it is 166 minutes long. Oh, that's long. Yeah. Two, uh, music is done by Nick Cave. Okay. Oh no! Of course. <laughs> well, yeah, that that actually makes sense. Yeah. Didn't he do the music for? Um, I think he did that director for, his, other for another film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm. I. I mean, I'm into this just because that director's quite good, and uh, I don't know. There's uh, Anna de Armas is. Uh, she's showing up in everything right now, and I feel like she's kind of killing it. Uh, like I, I'm really uh, like uh, she was great in Knives Out. She was great in the 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 Blade Runner. She was great in the the Ben Affleck Himbo movie. <laughs> like she's just she's just kind of killing it in things. Uh, so this and is just yet dream another role thing where you get to play two parts in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the I Moon guess. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I watched one of those behind the scenes with uh, Oscar Isaac talking about how he transforms during between the two characters, and he's talking about himself like. 
like a starstruck fan. It's like, God, oh, so no. I start to transform between Mark Spector and Stephen <laughs> Grant. And like, you could just tell from the eyes that I'm a different person. It's like, okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that about yourself. Yeah, man. <laughs> you're this generation's greatest actor, obviously. Yeah. But he is. Has anybody, um, has anybody watched Moon Knight? Yeah. Because no, I, I sure it. haven't. I enjoyed it. Okay. Moon Knight. Maybe I'll watch in, it. Uh, the Marvel Universe was always where people dumped their craziest ideas. So someone clearly would go to Marvel and say, like, I have an idea for Moon Knight. They're like, I don't even want to hear it. Just do it. And so <laughs> Moon Knight is just crazy. Uh, every arc, every story arc is new and different. And he's always reimagined and, and crazy. And so that's kind of what the show was. It's like someone took all of that crazy and tried to boil it down into the best crazy. And so uh, the show's all over the place. Uh, he is excitedly playing multiple characters like it's like he's a kid out of film school just like eager for his big break like just acting the shit out of it and uh the special effects are fantastic the fights are uh pretty brutal um anyway i i'd give it a recommend it's also like four episodes long so it's basically like watching one movie um there's a cgi hippo i'm sold yeah Uh, that's like that's like like saying piranha Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, next trailer is for Enter Galactic. Uh, this trailer doesn't really explain what it is. Uh, I looked it up. It's it's like it's like a romantic drama, which is interesting considering like the animation, how fucking awesome the animation looks. Mm-hmm. But it's about an uh, an artist uh, who's like uh, a circling success. And he gets uh, someone in his life that he's romantically entangled with. And he's not sure if, uh, you know, he has time for that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like such a mundane plot for this yeah. style. There's a, so uh, much style on this trailer. It's got the uh, Enter the Spider-Verse style animation. Real choppy. Yeah. Like, like they slowed it down to like 15 frames per second. So it was like extra choppy. And uh, st- I don't know. It's very stylish. It doesn't look... I, I love it. It looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Also, it's got Macaulay Culkin. It in sure it. does. Yeah. When they're, they're flashing the names, it was like, oh, okay. It's like Jessica Williams in it. Oh, cool, cool. And it gets to the end. It's Macaulay Culkin. The fuck? All it's right. Like Mac? Oh, no shit. And Keith David. I Keith want David? Yeah. Mac and Keith David to just, I want them to just have a buddy comedy I want together. a They Live fight. Yeah. Yeah. A, tr- a try on the sunglasses fight with <laughs> Keith yeah. David and Macaulay Culkin. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, this just looks really good. I mean, that animation style. I think we're a little so. I, I, this isn't this isn't a hit against this, but I think since the the Spider Verse stuff, I just see that animation style, and my brain is like, "You're watching a good thing." Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's gonna be a thing for a little bit, right? I agree. Is like, it's just it's just associated in my mind with extremely high quality. Uh, stuff. Yeah, there's, some, so, uh, there's something about it, it. I hope it is. Uh, like the jankiness of it makes it hard to look away, but like also the depth of the detail uh, makes me like appreciate it. Makes me want to like give it my full attention. Uh, and yeah. So it's uh, strategically a good way to keep my eyes off my phone to make your movie like that, which obviously will make me appreciate it more. I feel like that's it's what also... modern movies suffer the most from is that just like I have like so much information like two inches from my face while I'm trying to watch a movie. So it's hard. Yeah. No movie gets my full attention anymore. 
And so it's also nice, like to just see a non DreamWorks Pixar animation yeah. style. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it will get oversaturated with this style soon enough. But, uh, you know, I'm enjoying it while we're not, you know, it's 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 a way to make like it's seemingly grounded movies that are also can be a little cartoony. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, of course, reminds me of like the Scanner Darkly Waking Life yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, it looks uh, cool. It's, it looks cool. And I'm wondering what more there is to the plot than what they're saying. Because yep. it's called Intergalactic. Uh, and it's animated like this. I, I assume it's not mundane, the story. Yeah, I assume the hope. story is yeah, Be a more weird detailed trick. than what they're saying. You're like yeah. 90 minutes in. You're like, wait a second. This really is just some people in Brooklyn like sharing right. their I mean, love. It probably, and it probably will just be that. But like, Well, it's a TV series as well. Oh, okay. So there's probably a lot there. It's probably like, it, yeah, it's probably like day to day life type of stuff mixed i don't know i it's don't know probably a cosmic themed coffee shop they all hang out in yeah uh looks neat looks neat it does look you want to talk about uh v for vengeance <laughs> yeah, this is straight out of the 90s i love it this this first of all this is the one that has the knife boot in it oh one of, one yeah, of, one of the vampire ladies uh gets a little knife out of her boot yeah this is about a group of vampire ladies that go on a killing spree going after creeps? Yeah, they're like uh, Charlie's Angels, but vampires. Yeah, yeah. kind of dexter Like they seems like they yeah. have to eat people. Might as well make them, like, creeps. Right. And so V for vengeance, but also for vampire. Uh-huh. That's, that's what we're learning. Mm-hmm. Smart. It's art. It's vampire this vengeance. The... And violin. Yeah. They, all, they all love the violin. Yeah. God, I hope so. Uh, they're also, like just out in the sunlight so we've got some strange vampire rules yeah they're, we're clearly like playing with the mythology which fine sure that's fine <laughs> I, i'm fine with that uh this is the director has never done anything else it's literally the uh, her only credit is this there is no writer credited Amazing. so maybe this is a documentary that could be or just spontaneously yeah. appeared on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Paramount's like, we don't even know where yeah. it came from. Yeah. It seems it's okay, though. Here. I like the idea. No, I mean, it sort of looks like shit, but I love the concept. It, it, yeah. it looks like a real piece of shit, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, at the very least, the director's a lady. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, that is and a little not, more comforting. And not like Brett Ratner. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it does look really bad. It does, but it seems like a great double feature with Piranha. Women. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah, like it looks it's... like that level of bad, where it still could be fun bad. So yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, uh, it, it. I have high hopes for this. Yeah, movie. I, d- I don't hate it. It looks like shit, but I don't hate it. It looks like <laughs> yeah, like a less mean spirited John Car- John Carpenter's vampires. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, if you that remember that movie? That oh, was... I, re- I remember oh, yeah. that movie. Uh, oh, I. I used to be a huge fan of that movie, and boy, is it hard to watch now. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) That James Wood's real cranky. (laughs) Cranky guy. Uh, um, 
I have nothing more yeah, to say. I got say nothing about else to say for Beef Revenge. People should watch. Yeah. Check out the trailer, folks. I think it it's might vampire suffer. ladies. I think it might suffer for having a female director because it feels like this movie needs that male gaze to sort of take it to the <laughs> to have like the enthusiasm. You mean to function financially? That that might be. Yeah, I think so. I just think it's going to feel strange where it's like, wait. This vampire kung fu lady's kicking this dude's ass, and we're not perving out on her butt or anything. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should look more like Blood Rain. Um, <laughs> yeah, ah, Blood it, Rain. <laughs> Uwe Boll film Blood Rain. <laughs> Blood Rain. It does seem like this was filmed in the same pornography house as <laughs> Women. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the same. It looks like same the movie. Talent pool. Yeah, it, it looks like the movie takes place entirely within that house and also a hotel room. Yeah. Like a, a motel room, excuse me. It's in the Piranha Women excited. universe. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's the, oh my the, God. The what PCU, if it ends the like. PCU, <laughs> the Piranha Cinematic Universe. <laughs> what if it ends like split, where like, yeah, they reveal that the Piranha Women are there too? Oh, I'd be so into that. Yeah. I'd appreciate Let's get that, that going. Yeah. Um, next trailer is for Bros. Bros. Um, this uh, is. Different area like, codes. Yeah, it's like a Billy Eichner romantic comedy where he falls for a like a total bro dude mm-hmm. who's like yeah uh I, I usually like billy eichner's stuff he's got like a real aggressive personality uh and he's just got the one note but um I he's think, very funny yeah i think he's very funny like, when he does the writing i think it's really funny and i think he wrote and directed this maybe i but uh, he, he didn't he didn't direct, he didn't direct it. it. it's directed by nick stoller um, okay. but he did write it yeah, Nick Stoller also co-wrote it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically what you described. It's a romantic comedy, uh, but it yeah, it looks yeah. I don't know. He's like a cranky. I mean, he's Billy Eichner. He's sort of a a cranky like sassy bitch, and then this other guy's like a muscle sports bro, uh, and they meet at like a gay bar. And what what I like about this is it shows the full diversity of the gay community, which I think is really important. For the world, because um, I think that's like when you know uh, you're kind of past your uh, what do you call it, like prejudices. You know, once once you can meet enough gay people that that's not their leading personality trait, and I feel like this movie does such a good job of that because even in the trailer, you're like you would list gay as like the seventh personality trait for most of these characters, and I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. I still look at like I feel gay like movies that was- as like like they're fucking ambassadors of the gay community to the regular community I, I, regular uh, i <laughs> no no I, I you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i feel like that was sort of the point because yeah, yeah in the 90s um like like lgbtq movies was like the, its own section in yeah. the video store yeah like that and it that was, was the genre was, yeah yeah exactly and so like it is a positive sign. This also just looks like a fun movie. Yeah, it just looks funny. In general. It's, it feels, like, sort of it feels like, like a you're solid romantic comedy. If you're into a romantic comedy, uh, this looks b- both solid and also just a little more modern in the in the jokes themselves. Right. Like, it, 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 that, I think that is something really strong that's yeah. being brought here is that, like... Uh, yeah, I, I genuinely I laughed watched, at, like two or three of the jokes in the trailer yeah and it's hard it's hard to have that in romantic comedies i feel like yeah they don't really they never really have any teeth to them well, it's hard to it's hard uh, to have that in a comedy trailer in, in general at least uh, yeah, from my pr- like i rarely laugh at comedy trailers mm-hmm. right this also feels 90s to me in that I've, i maybe i'm wrong is that a lot of romantic comedies lately 
have been like, we need to add gimmick after gimmick. And this right. doesn't really have a gimmick. So it feels more like... Yeah, like it's just uh, odd couple gimmick is the only thing. Right, yeah. it's, 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 it's a pretty classic, like, oh, he's got his life figured out. He's not looking for a, a relationship. And then what do you know? He stumbles right. into one. Like, it's pretty... It's, it's yeah. It's not even 90s. I just realized 90s had tons of gimmicks and yeah. while you were sleeping and stuff. Yeah. It's more like it's more like <laughs> fucking um, Barefoot in the Park era where it's like this is just a, a couple trying to get it right. Yep. Like it's it's kind of that. It's like even more. Uh, it's like 70s and shit. You know what this and feels I don't know. Like, there's something kind of nice about that. This feels like a Melissa McCarthy movie where. It's a pretty ordinary concept, but they get a lot of strong, unique comedic talents kind of doing themselves. This had like right. Bowen Yang and uh, I don't remember everybody's names, but like they're all you recognize them from places and they're all kind of doing their own bit. Uh, yeah. And I, I guess that's it just sort of feels like everyone's fucking around having a good time. Seems like yeah. A, yeah. Well, I was about to say, yeah, I think that's what a lot of those movies rested on, which is like no gimmicks. We're just going to get like kind of charismatic people yeah and people you want you you like and you want to you want to see succeed and you want you you know like that that is uh i feel like what they're resting on here and i it seems like it's gonna work based off who they got yeah i seem i'll watch this yeah that could go terribly wrong in other cases you know like if you just don't like the actors, uh, <laughs> I do yeah, feel I like I got work. I got four more Billy Eichner projects in me. I think I uh, sure like he's sort of like Jack Black in that you're like I like this guy. He's just doing the one thing. Uh, there's a time limit on it, but for now I love it. Uh, sure. So yeah, good for. I kind of want him to do something with Jack Black now. I would I don't love know a what Jack Black Billy actor show. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Get get them to yeah. get them both to do Billy on the street. That's going to end in a fist God. fight. Do you guys <laughs> remember there's a Billy on the street where he had Andy Cohen on, and they're like in a graveyard, and he makes Andy Cohen. <laughs> he starts naming off celebrities, and Andy Cohen has to guess if they're from the film New Year's Eve that that like ensemble cast like fucking yeah I remember it rom com, or if they were born with a deformity. And it, you look at it now, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Billy Eichner? Uh, I haven't revisited that, uh, but I think about that probably once a week. And, and so oh, he's yeah. like, that's you know, bad. Yeah. And so Eddie Cohen's just like, what? And uh, he plays along because uh, whatever. What? When was this? It's wild to be like, like when you're ago. like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, it's a different time than the years. It was like 2005. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus like Christ. Not very long ago. Yeah. My goodness. Well, bros. 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 Looks fine. Yeah, it looks good. New Year's Eve or deformity. Yeah. New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, next trailer for this is Guar. This is a documentary about the band Guar. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, which is, I would argue, worthy of a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to watch the ever-loving shit out of this. It. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait to watch this documentary. It's coming on Shutter in July. Mm. I could see leaving this it's, movie with so much newfound respect for Guar, a band yeah. I never really had much interest in. Yeah, really. I've never. Yeah, same. I've never been into their music, but I've always been really into like them, like as yeah. artists. Like I love exactly. what they do, but I don't really, I don't listen to them. But like, I'm oh, so wow. so fucking glad they're out there doing it. <laughs> like, exactly. I, to I them. love that they I've exist. Seen- yeah. 
I've seen them. I've seen them like five or six times live, and uh, Dave Brocky has since passed, but they have a new lead singer who's who's pretty good, honestly. And I think the show is just as good. So if you ever have a chance to see Guar live, it is basically like watching something like Blue Man Group. Like that's why this is a right. worthy thing. Is like it's like Jim Henson's Muppet Theater. Like if you ever look into their behind the scenes, they're yeah, they were art students. They were an art collective that their friend was making a horror movie and uh, they didn't work out. So they used the costumes and started a band. And I don't know. They're fascinating because they are like behind the scenes. It's a lot of work what they do. Sure. Uh, to put on this ridiculous right. show. Yeah, it's like it's like what they do is closer to like a i mean it, it is literally a stage show but it's like you wouldn't call a concert a stage show you know what i mean so like so yeah. what they do is like it's a stage show it's like a for, it's performance yeah. art all of their songs have a lore and for every song like something usually happens on stage they kill so many public figures they've killed every president on stage uh there's um odorous uh i got to see him several times slaughter a t-rex on stage mm. and it's like a t-rex sized t-rex puppet you know or it's like this giant fucking thing how they do, do these amazing things how do you kill a he stabs it with a sword and blood goes everywhere okay yeah i mean that would probably work uh, if you had a big enough sword yeah yeah and yeah, he has a pretty big sword and you're a you're a a, a, a con an alien conqueror from scum world or wherever they're from right Right, that helps as well. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll look it up. It sounds fishy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not there, saying yeah, I they're... would, but if I were, if <laughs> were I Odorous Arungus, I would try to stab a Tyrannosaurus. Is there some sort of a blessing on the yeah. sword? I mean, I'm open to that. Is there some sort of a? I is probably it a cyber a, sword. Some kind of space blessing, I assume. I assume. Okay. Yeah, there must be. Like uh, meteor, yeah, meteor, this... meteorite dust, maybe, and like an ancient intergalactic curse. Okay, I buy it. Okay, I buy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this was long overdue, in my opinion. Yeah, it's weird um, that this doesn't already exist, but I'm glad it's here now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, people Google, I think the dinosaur's name is Gorgor. Uh, you can see it. It's, it's, it's not to scale, but it's pretty big. Uh, so it's a baby. He kills a baby T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, you could argue that. He kills Whoopi um, Goldberg's it can, partner. I remember it can, like, swallow, <laughs> it can like swallow people and stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Has anyone ever oh, died boy. during a Guar show? I bet there's going to be a real sad part of this. I mean, someone certainly died associated with Guar. Well, sure. But, yeah, I guess that yeah. part will be sad. But uh, I don't know. I'm sure people have died during Guar shows. Not because of Guar shows. They scored a I lot saw of a guar weird show. Yeah, I saw a show, a guar perform outside and um, during a festival in Florida during a lightning storm. It was awesome, and in retrospect, probably not something that should have happened. Uh, but no one died. That happens all the so time, like on on way like less cool things. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a. Uh, I remember seeing, I forget what, I think it was the thing for like Unplugged or some kind of concert series uh, on VH1 and they're talking to Gavin Rossdale of Bush and he's talking about performing Glycerin uh, on stage in a rainstorm and he was like, I was, like it was a live wire in this microphone. If I touched it, I would have been electrocuted to death. Jesus <laughs> because Christ. Because of all the water. <laughs> don't yeah, let you the don't days do that. go. That would be his <laughs> last words. <laughs> 
Ah, Guar. They also drove around in a buggy before they went on. So you'd just be like walking around the festival and every now and then Guar would come fucking buzzing by you. That's and you'd the be like, ah, Guar. Yeah, that's the experience I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I bet it'd times. be real easy to sneak backstage at a Guar show. I mean, not easy. It'd be high effort, like, costume, but but you'd go straight through. Yeah. Security no wouldn't question. be like, hold on a second. Guy covered the- in Tyrannosaurus Rex blood. Let me see your right, pass. Right, well... Depends on if it's before or after. If it's before, yeah, that that would work. Mm-hmm. After, we're all covered in T-Rex blood. That's that's the unity of Guar. Is by the end, everybody is covered in blood. It's beautiful. It like, is. Everyone beautiful. has the same staph infection. Yeah. yeah. Just swish it around in your in your cheeks a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this this will probably be fascinating. It just I've Dave Brocky uh, used to do like he did like speaking tours and stuff like that where he talked about how how everything worked and my cousin went to one and said it was very fascinating because yeah there you know behind the scenes it was all pretty serious and pretty intensive so a documentary on just how all that works if you're mm-hmm. like a theater nerd like if you're if you're into theater you should go to a guar show period like it, it, it's just it, it's very satisfying for anybody who's into any sort of like theater effects or puppets uh g- great stuff we love gore yeah we love gore we love gore uh next trailer so we got a couple video game trailers here yeah uh i don't know i don't know what this first one is <laughs> i was about to say yeah. i don't know why i included this <laughs> i think i included this because sometimes we don't have too many trailers at first uh, okay and i saw this and i was like ah man we'll throw this on it's called ludo uh, I looked it up a little bit because the trailer is fucking. I'm like, I'm in. I'm into this. It's just really spooky and atmospheric first person horror game, which looks fine. Yeah. I don't know. But it looks like uh, mist. It looks very mysterious and yeah. unforgiving. Apparently, the plot is you're just trying to get out of your house. Okay. That's it. <laughs> the, the plot is you're stuck in this house and you need to get the hell out. And mm-hmm. I guess it's haunted. Well, Seems they very they, haunted. There's a line in there that says something about like different versions of hell. So I assume you're in hell and it's just disappearing to you as a house that you can't get out of. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, this looks like this looks like that. Um, wasn't there like a Resident Evil that got canceled that looked like this? Silent, or I... Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Yeah. yeah. It, it mm-hmm. kind of has those vibes to me. Um, All right. The PT. Yeah. The. Uh that game that you they sent they put a demo out and it was just terrifying and you sort of went around this loop of a house and there was this this being that was sort of there sometimes behind yeah. you sometimes in doors that you opened uh my wife was playing that and screamed so loud that i literally thought the neighbors were going to call the cops because if they were <laughs> blood curdling my husband is murdering me scream <laughs> and uh <laughs> but yeah that this was, gives i can yeah. see this being very scary it, it feels like uh like i said mist or like gone home but without like the the narrative driver like it feels just weird mm-hmm. and like you go in a yeah. room and just everything's weird and that's very dreamlike i don't know they're also they're doing the 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 ghost story thing or the mm-hmm. a ghost story thing not ghost story thing uh where like the realization that if you cover a person with sh- a sheet like they're Charlie Brown as a ghost. Yeah. That still is kind of creepy. Yeah. Not not for the ghost element, but just that that's creepy. Uh so there's a the the like the what 
might be the bad guys or the enemies or whatever are a lot of that. And it's like, yeah, that's actually, I wouldn't want to see that in my house. Yeah. I'd be worried. Uh, like you don't want to pull the sheet off, but you don't want to like lead with the front kick. Like what if that's like somebody playing a trick right. on what you? If it's grandma, yeah. what if it's grandma and grandma's confused. It's grandma's yeah. own it's fault. If it's grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels so bad. That's fair. Kicking yeah. Grandma. She's but getting, yeah, she's getting two feet planted in, Full-on, completely horizontal <laughs> drop kick right to the chest. That's a grandma's kid. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to give you the zangy flying drop kick. Yeah. Not Man, for this the first time. Even, this trailer doesn't even have that many views. Why did I put it in here? I don't know why I mean, I want, I want to play it. It looks good. I think this looks good. Do you uh, play games I, like this? Uh, like this? Yeah. Not that often. Uh, I play horror games, but they tend to be uh, more like the next trailer we're going to do. Like, just like first person horror. I guess I did play the the Alien Isolation, and I played that full through uh, at one point for 15, 16 hours straight. And that took a lot out of me. So that might be part Mm of it. I don't know. Have you played uh, Resident Evil in the VR, either seven or four? Yes. Yeah, those are very yeah, yeah. Oof, they're a bit much. That, yeah, it's, yeah. It's too I, much. I played it's it too much. We played it in a party and took turns in like maybe five minutes. Like you put the VR on, you're like, oh nope, absolutely not. <laughs> like <laughs> I I now see that this was a bad idea. <laughs> uh. Well, let's get into the final trailer. Yeah. And it's also a video game trailer, but people will understand if they know us why we have to talk about it. The trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. This is from the makers of the Friday the 13th game. Yeah. Uh, Gun. And to Mm -hmm. a lesser extent, the Predator game. Yeah. 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 It's two studios. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. And so this looks. Oh, my God. It looks so fucking good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it looks very familiar to um, Friday the 13th in like, okay, there's people jumping out of windows, sneaking around, uh, doing tasks. Like at one point, someone has to turn on like the power. Yeah, if you've, uh, if so, you've played the Friday the 13th game or Dead by Daylight or other asymmetrical horror games, this is the same formula just in, with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre setting of the, of the original films. And yeah. boy, does it look good. I... I suspect it's going to be better than all of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Friday the 13th is still the best one, in my opinion. Uh, not just for the gameplay, but for just how much attention to detail there was. Like, they really incorporated yes. everything is, like, screen accurate to the movies. The music is all there. Uh, and it looks like they're doing the same uh, attention to detail in this game, which is, like, part mm. most of the reason I'm excited. Because I already know what basically how the game is going to play, because I've played their other games, and... This is the same genre. Right. Um, but yeah, that's like the strong point. The, the strongest point, I think, of of the Jason game is uh, how the, much, how close it is to the movies. Yes, how lovingly they recreate the movies. I would also argue the size of the levels really matter. Yes. Because that's why I never got into Dead by Daylight, because it's not, it never felt like horror. It felt like action. Uh, and so like, the like, the Jason games, there was a lot of sneaking, hiding under beds, jump scares, these these like organic horror moments because of the sheer size of every level 
you had a lot of time where you're like, shit, where is he? Is he near me? And and then suddenly, bam, he's there and you have to run. And I don't know, those highs and lows there were really important to me. Mm-hmm. I have a weird... Sean, did you pl- play any of this? Have you played? No, I kind of don't get into this. I, when I saw this game, I was like, I would maybe play this if uh, I could fight back. Like, I really love Resident Evil, which is, also, right. this, you know, survival horror. But like, you're you can kill all the zombies if you want. Uh, when I saw this, uh, I kind of got a tinge. I, I have this theory that this will be sort of the next thing that becomes very taboo. Like, I feel like in 10 years, we will look at a game like this, like we look at trans jokes now. Like, it'll just be this thing that's just this unthinkable sadism that we will not be able to relate to in 10 years. Like, seeing really? these weird, dirty people, like, taunt you as they murder you. I feel like... Th- that's sort of the next step in our evolution as a society. I think we're going to look at games like this and say, oh, this is disgusting. What were we thinking? And I guess Why? I feel like it's just at a certain point, we're all going to accept one another as people. And we'll start to be like, how do we become better people? And be like, okay, should we have this type of, should we celebrate this type of sadism? Uh, and again, you're, you're saying why? I don't think we can relate to it yet. I'm just saying this is the next frontier of societal improvement will be having less of dirty hillbillies chasing us with knives and laughing as we die oh so you mean hillbillies specifically that's sort of rob zombie dirty country people i get you reveling in the sadism and torture i was i I couldn't understand because i thought you were talking about the violence and it's like no we love violence in this in a way but there's a touch of joy and sadism to this violence that I think will be more apparent uh, 10 years from now in the future. We're going to look at something and say, like, that's some Eli Roth shit. Someone was jerking off when they did this, you know, like, it's just a theory. Uh, I might be crazy, but this is, I think, the first violence to go when we decide as a people that we're more against violence. Are you describing like because you mentioned Elon, Eli Roth, which I'm not a big fan of Eli Roth films, and I I would say the the issue I always had is that with like torture horror mm-hmm. is that I think it's people make this comparison with jump scares, but it's um, I don't think it's challenging to be upset with very realistic violence. Right. It's like uh, like the hostile films, it was like, well, you're just upsetting me <laughs> like I yeah. like. It's like it's like a comedian tickling someone. It's like, well, obviously I'm going to react. I actually don't count the Texas Chainsaw Massacre towards that, I guess. Okay. Maybe it's because it, it was made in the 70s and it was kind of before its time and everything else has like sort of since um, felt like an imitation for even the, the good and the bad. Right. But like, I think it's for horror. It's very easy to lean on torture and suffering. Mm-hmm. Which I don't find as compelling as a horror about something intangible or like, frankly, like kind of silly. Agree. Uh, and when I say why I say it's a theory is like I'm not bothered by this stuff either. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff is very fun. I just think our perspective will shift to looking at stuff like this uh, as like disgusting. The same way, like uh, you know, you might see a. A politician come on with a gun and be like, I love my guns. And a school shooting happens. You're like, okay, that ad looks real fucked up. I think uh, we're going to look around at the world and say, hey, there's bad things in the world. It's weird that we celebrated this type of badness. Yeah, I can see that. I maybe maybe one day we'll have that 
sort of <laughs> reckoning with like the Call of Duty games where it's just so worshipful of the military and war. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, but something like this has no real hero. You're just you're celebrating the bad guys doing bad stuff. And you're just kind of you're playing the person just trying to get away, which has uh, yeah. a very like negative tone. You're just like, you know, but I, there's yeah. so much joy. There's so much it's joy. a lot of joy the, to be had in diving out of we, a window. Yeah. And I, the I'm Friday saying enjoy it while you have it. It's very joyful. We'll, and we'll, revisit, I, we'll talk again in 2032 and maybe I'll be all wrong. Right. In 2032, whether you're right or wrong, I might still be playing this game. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Because like in terms of how the game plays, the cat and mouse aspect... Uh, it's very fun and very satisfying. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've ever, I, I don't know, do you feel the same way about the Friday the 13th? I didn't get into it. It's just not my kind of game. Uh, oh, I just mean that, like, about that that premise, though. No, um, because I feel like that's like a creature. Like, I feel like Jason's sort of a force of nature, a creature. Whereas, like, the Texas Chainsaw people are, like, troubled humans. You know what I mean? Where, uh... Right. I see what you're saying. Right. Like, like there's some I government can, policy that, that would their, hopefully like help them out. Their joy is expressed. Like they like Jason's like sort of kills because like what else is he going to do? And all right. So I definitely that's actually one of the issues I have with Eli Roth that again, Texas Chainsaw, you're right, does have that element. But I guess since it's so such a classic, I don't think about it as much where in Eli Roth films, the villain is always like the other. It's hillbillies. It's yeah. foreign people. Yeah. It's tribal people. It's people who aren't like uh, white dudes from the city. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, that is always something with Eli Roth. So like the hillbilly horror, there is definitely an issue with that, which is that it's like the villain is just in like poor people who live in the country. Yeah. Um, and it's this weird, like not xenophobic, but close to the, like, fear of like oh you better not drive into the country you'll get murdered they're not you know they there's no civilization there yeah uh, i think it's a net damage to like the world at large to make a movie like that like you put that out in the movie it's fun to watch and then you're sort of like well i do trust just the concept of country people a little less now and <laughs> multiply that by however many millions of people watch the movie and you're like okay the world's a little worse for this movie existing it's fun uh, and th that's what I mean. I feel like eventually we as a people will look at a movie like that and say, you, should, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I think Texas Chainsaw won't be part of that, though. It's going to get grandfathered in, for sure. It's a classic. Uh, it'll be fine. But um, that's my point. It's just, a dumb, it's just a dumb theory. What do I know? Yeah. You're just talking for a podcast. It's just a podcast. It's just a we're just podcasting. We're just piranha women's. <laughs> mm -hmm. Regardless of that, I'm st I'm I'm. This is like I said, ten years of this game. I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm 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 less of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, so it's not even about that. Yeah, it's it's more about this promises or this seems like it's going to be everything I love about Friday the Thirteenth with just more money in it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like bigger. <laughs> it's like a bigger Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. 13th, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, Friday the 13th, I wasn't even that into before that game. That game got me more into that film series. So, like, you know, this will at least get me to rewatch the first and the second one. I don't know about <laughs> after that. Those are Not some the McConaughey ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, is do you think Matthew McConaughey is a character in this? 
do you think Dennis Hopper will be a character oh, in this? Yes. Sweet. Now, oh. whether they get uh, either to voice them uh, is up in the air, particularly Dennis I, Hopper. You know what? But... Yeah, I was about to say, Tom, I guarantee they won't get Dennis Hopper to no. voice it. You don't know everything. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about this. Uh, should we move on to news stories? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have some more people to thank first. Uh, big thank you to Chester's Prophet. Mm, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to definitely not Garibald del Toro. Thank you. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Sure do. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you so much. Thank you to Happy Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me jump in here. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you to Manischewitz Maltov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades. Thank you. Thank it's you to true. E.T. Yeah. the extravagant terrestrial. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnston's time machine noise. Thank you. Thank you, you to Pete Fort Pagel. Thank you. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. And thank you to pre-order Jason Pargent's new book, Pre-Orders Are Super Important. It's true. Okay, so we got Uh, a a steamy new pick of Ryan Gosling as Ken in the upcoming Barbie movie. Hot stuff. I didn't know he was playing Ken, so this hit me like a bomb. (laughs) This was like, oh my fucking God. I believe he's playing one of several Kens. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Is one of yeah. them like a schlubby Jason Alexander type? That'd be that'd be I a great so. visual gag. <laughs> Get him in there. <laughs> this is um, what's her name? Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig, yeah, and uh, Margot uh, Robbie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I assume this is for children. I don't know, honestly. I don't know either. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. Uh, I guess the point is, it doesn't feel like it's meant for me. And yet I'm going to want to watch this. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be like kind of a similar, not necessarily similar in, in content, but like a similar vibe or tone to like Clue. Yeah. Okay. So I think the thing about Barbie is we've kind of passed the unironic stage with Barbie, right? Like, I would think so. Yeah. So I think that's what it is, is I think it's going to be very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be kind of you know a more meta view of barbie i assume uh and it it could be very fun for that reason i don't know yeah you know i don't hate any of this uh, <laughs> yeah she did ladybird and little women so she she knows comedy you know she knows i think they should go a step further and go full sincere make you think it's that gonna would be, be a meta be commentary cool. and you're like oh my god it's not cgi margot robbie's waist to 12 inches <laughs> i mean it could we don't know anything about the movie i mean yeah. it, it, so it could be anything ryan gosling looks like objectively like he's supposed to be funny in the picture that we saw it's so. a ridiculous yeah. picture yeah 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 he looks absurd uh in the best possible way so you know if you were at a costume party and he came in like he'd get a laugh like that's a yeah a funny look <laughs> right <laughs> You're like, I don't even know what you are, but love, I love this, <laughs> that's, Ryan. That's fucking great. This is What's hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking, it's Noah Baumbach is writing it, um, who's done a lot of serious shit. Yeah. The Squid and the Whale, 
Marriage Story, but he also did Fantastic Mr. Fox and Madagascar Three. So yeah, I'm I'm guessing it's gonna be and um, uh, Life Aquatic. Oh shit! Yeah, God, that'd be I a think, really good I tone for anyway. a Barbie movie. The Life Aquatic tone. <laughs> that would be amazing. A Wes Anderson Barbie. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The, all I know is this picture is glorious. Yeah, fantastic picture. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, other news, Taika Waititi uh, is said that his Star Wars, which is going to be like the next fi- like the next Star Wars movies they'll do. That's the uh, word, yeah. I, yeah, I think they took a real hit, right? And I think they stepped back and they were like, Taika, please, please, yeah. can you do, can you Thor this for us? Uh, and he's saying that it will not expand the universe in this, or it will expand the universe in the sense that it's not going to be anything around Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan or any of the lore, which it's about it's goddamn the, time. Honestly, yeah. That's the best possible thing you could do. It's taken them so long to realize this. Well, uh, I think they're just... It's 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 all fear-based, right? Like, they're... Yeah. That's, the, that's why The Force Awakens was just a soft reboot of the original movie. Uh, they They're afraid to not have the skywalkers or the solos or darth vader and everything you, you know it's i think they're just you know it's 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 i want to throw a monkey wrench into this point yeah. the boba fett show is as star wars a thing that has ever been like he's mm-hmm. like i'm i'm gonna fucking i'm boba fett i'm gonna ride on a rancor and it's just like it's outrageously star wars and uh it kind of works and so when i was watching that i'm thinking like how do they make it look so easy? Because the movies are exhaustingly bad. Like, did that? Yeah. Like, you just, there's so much, so many choices they made that's like, this is a ridiculous choice. Why did you make a bunch of Palpatine clones and you can't just make a bunch of Star? It's a stupid. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's real dumb. the Boba Fett show is stupid, but it completely works. And you're like, okay, no, this is, and, it, yeah. and I go, I live with the Tusken Raiders and we do a bunch of Tusken Raider stuff and it's totally pointless. And then it's just it's just the most Star Wars anyone could think to put into a single episode. We're on Tatooine and we go to the cantina and it's just OK, fine. Yes. Uh, so I'm fine with all the old characters getting mashed together because uh, they are they've been such a huge part of most people's childhood that like seeing just seeing R2-D2 is like, OK, you're on to something. Just I like that little guy. I know who that is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I the feel show comforted just, when I yeah. see his little tin yeah. can face. So I'm. I'm I'm on board so far, and then Star Wars just ruins it by saying, "What if we did the exact same thing?" And and you, like you say, the there's a fear to it. You're like that an insecure person wrote this mm-hmm. scene and wrote this movie, uh, right? Whereas Boba Fett's just like this is someone who who just has had this really dumb Star Wars idea since they were six years old, and they finally got a chance to make it. And uh, well, I think the Mandalorian sort of started that too. And yeah, I guess I'm seeing a pattern. I'm seeing a pattern with Marvel, with DC, with Disney. Is that they or they try these like rigid studio ones where they're just like nostalgia, nostalgia. Like they're just they they get your J.J. Abramses. They they get people who will do what the studio wants mm-hmm. and they run the show. And something falls apart, and they finally see success when they turn to people like directors or writer directors and just say, "Hey, just make what you want." Right. Like, just think of an idea. And it's like, I don't know how long it's going to take them to realize that pattern with, like, James Gunn and Taika Waititi and, like, just... And, uh, and uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez Mandalor- for Boba Fett. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah, the Mandalorian and as Mandalorian, well. Mandalorian, yeah. 
Yeah, where it's like, uh, like for fuck's sake, like it's not hard. Uh, just like loosen your grip. Yeah. Do you know how many awesome filmmakers love Star Wars? Just right. You know. Let them you know do how, something. You know how Star Wars began? It wasn't an algorithm. It was like a guy thinking of bullshit, and it's just like <laughs> let let that continue to happen. Stop trying to be so beholden to the originals and like. Yeah, think of like it's the it's the thing where it's like it feels like that not the fans but the fandom has like way too much hold, and that's where mm-hmm. the fear comes from. Is like these studios were like we got to make sure the fans love it, but they're they're fucking up so badly. So I I feel like they all have these these moments where they turn to someone like James Gunn or Taika, and they're like, okay. Can you just do a thing? And then they they kill it. They knock it out of the park. And hopefully they'll start learning the lesson from that. But maybe they won't. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe we Bugs. get lots more Jar Jar Binkses. Yeah. Honestly, f- I fucking bring him. I don't care at this point. I will. I will yeah, I, an I, army. Give, give me an eight episode Jar Jar series. I'll watch the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was watching uh, Obi-Wan, which is, it's okay. Uh, it's a little slower uh, than the other shows. Yeah. But, uh, but there was a a fight and they CGI'd it. So it was young Owen McGregor and young Anakin Skywalker having a lightsaber battle. It's clear. Like they were setting it up. Like, God, look at the bask in the nostalgia. And I'm like, are you trying to fucking make me nostalgic for the movies that ruined star Wars for like 10 years? Like <laughs> yeah, get yeah. this fucking off the TV. Making me nostalgic well, for 2005. <laughs> yeah. That's the, These that's the terrible. Bleak, I mean, that's the bleak thing about yeah. our age is yeah, that, that that's was a seven, source of nostalgia. That was 17 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't even, yes. mind, I don't even mind and, that. I don't mind the aging thing. I'm just saying like those movies were so bad and the power of star Wars is such that they're like, remember those terrible star Wars movies. And that's enough right. to like build yeah. a, a scene around like, but you, I don't, but here, this is what I mean is like, if you go on Reddit, for example, or like the Twitters or, or like the TikToks where the young people are, you'll see people sh- like, yeah, the prequels. putting clips of the prequels and being like, look how amazing the scene is yep. or how um, great this shot is. And it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, it made like, a comeback. That sucks. <laughs> Through the lens of nostalgia. Uh, and it's never going to stop. It's <laughs> never going to stop. They will become 30-whatever, too, and have this same moment yeah. about things that suck now. They'll look back uh, on the Star Destroyers that Palpatine rose from the swamp, and they'll be like, man, remember that shit? The best. Yeah, exactly. People will be like, that's incredible. That's my Star Wars. And it's like, God, fuck. He, he was a clone. You never saw it coming, man. Right. Yeah, I couldn't have possibly seen it coming in point of fact. Yeah, yeah, it's almost <laughs> as if it made no sense. Yeah, they made it up, I don't know, as they were filming. Yeah. But yeah, I got through two episodes of that Obi-Wan show. I don't know if I'll watch anymore. It's, That's uh, it, it, yeah, it's fine. It, it's, I, I had trouble with like the basic logic in it and stuff like that of like the, 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 the way the, like the storytelling, like I, I thought there was some really fundamental issues with the episodes you, I watched. Let me tell you the last cliffhanger they ended on. The bad lady learned about uh, Anakin Skywalker's children, and then it zoomed in on young Luke Skywalker in the bed. Is he going to die? What's going to happen to this young boy named <laughs> Luke Skywalker? Cut to black. All right. I'm not even talking. So, uh, Sorry for the spoilers. Tom, I know you haven't seen this. I don't care. Um, all right. With, this is also not a spoiler. Uh, is like they they had a scene where Obi-Wan was fighting on a rooftop and the lady who's like looking for him 
has been sitting on the rooftops looking for a commotion. She sets all these bounty hunters against him. Uh, and they show her look over and see the fight. And you're like, oh, shit. She found him. She starts running on the rooftops. And you're like, oh, here she comes. Obi-Wan finishes his fight and then goes down to the alley and has an entire scene. And then we just cut to another scene. And the show continues. Yeah. And so it's stuff like that where it's like, okay, so you set up this thing where someone was watching him and ran across the rooftops to go intercept. And then she doesn't do that. So there's like this basic like language, this film language where mm-hmm. it's like, what are what what is happening? Like it's it's disorienting at times. And there's, it's, it's especially funny when you compare it to Robert Rodriguez's Boba Fett stuff who speaks that language so well. Robert Rodriguez, you know where every character is and you know ev- the consequence of everyone's actions at all times. And uh, seeing Obi-Wan where it's just like, I don't know, I think I forgot about one of those spaceships. It, do- it really doesn't matter. It's Star Wars, right? Right. That, I've seen a lot of support of, like, of that, of just like, look, I love the show. I'm having fun. And it's like, that's fine. Yeah. I don't think the show is... I, I think it might not be well made. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's bad, necessarily, but like... I had a lot of trouble following basic yeah, moments yes. or not even not following, but like, like uh, I think in that episode, the next one, a character goes in one side of a tunnel and the character goes in another side and then they never cross paths, even though they're enemies. <laughs> and it's stuff like that where it's like, wait, what happened in the tunnel? Was there more tunnels? I mean, there could be, but the way they set it up is like, Ooh, they're on a collision course. And yes. then they're just not. And it's like, okay, so you set a thing up. And then you didn't do anything with it. And in fact, I, I'm confused as to the geography now. This last like it's episode. Things like that. This is also not a spoiler. He has a conspiratorial talk with the lady in the center of like an army. Like all these stormtroopers are lined up seven to eight feet from where they are. Just having a normal conversation. Very, very private. Like, let's betray Darth Vader private. And the stormtroopers are like, do-do-do-do-do. I'm like, right. Do, they're in the shot. How do they not know? They're not even right. trying to sound like they're whispering. It's just like whoever made the show is very dumb. But again, yeah. the, it's more the Star Wars. Leia I'll thing take it. Where he ca- when he called her Leia on the, the transport and it was like, really? Yeah. Those little uh-huh. like that sitcom mix up. There's just. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Let's, yeah, I think so, too. Let's move on. No, Tom, <laughs> let's not. OK, fine. Lady Gaga might play Harley Quinn and Joker, too. That's our final news story. Sure. We, we 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 sort of called it because we said like oh the next joker is gonna be harley quinn yeah because of the foil do or whatever it is yeah i would have rather they find like someone the incels hated like amy schumer or someone or like a non-white actress <laughs> that I, that like, would have been amazing I, that would have I, I am sort of <sighs> imagining those same super toxic people uh who were in, into the first movie and not not that everybody i mean obviously a, a whole lot of people liked that first movie i'm not saying that everybody liked that movie is trash but there's like a subset of of, of toxic uh dc fans obviously um so i'm right. like picturing them in my mind doing the gym it's already funny enough to me that this is going to be a musical yeah <laughs> like yeah like and, and then having to watching them having to like force themselves to like it because it's joker too That'd be amazing. Here's yeah. Here's what I'll say is everything we just said about Taika and like DC and James Gunn and stuff. It applies to Joker. 
I just don't like Joker. Yeah, I just didn't think like it was a good what, movie. Like, that's the thing. It's like what they do, what they did with this movie is like that is actually yeah. part of the pattern yeah. of positive things that these yes uh, companies could do. It's just personally, I don't, I didn't like Joker. No, because I just, just didn't like. He it. just remade Taxi Driver. But anyway, <laughs> it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have to, I have to at least give it that. Where it's like this is a positive pattern. Yeah. what Joker is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, they went for it. Yeah, yeah. And this musical idea, yeah, it seems like a good idea uh, for for people who are going to be fans of Joker. I hope they enjoy Joker too. I probably will just avoid it uh, for the reason of just like I, I don't, I don't. People don't need to hear me dislike it. <laughs> Like either they like it or they don't. I don't know. We'll don't see. Know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what it, it's why we'll see what else is playing that weekend, Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's why I, I was uh, wanted us to skip Jurassic World, which was like I don't, I'd have nothing more to say about this. Uh, if you're a fan of it, then you're not going to listen to me. So I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, it is. I'm very fair. You are. Yeah, I've, I've, the people say that about you. Yeah, tough but the, fair. The most equitable man. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. All right. Uh, we have more patrons to thank. Oh, good. Uh, big thank you to the Midnight Patron. We're patrons at midnight. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Room. Thank you so much. Thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist. Hal. Hail Satan. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. That's Tux. my boy. Mm, yeah. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norm. Thank you to Space McNulty. Always. All right. Let me jump in here. Thank you to your mom. Aww, thank thanks. you to Nolan Maton. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Andrew Follow Marina on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Brain McGuire. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank, thank you, you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank, thank you to you. Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank, thank you to you. Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank, thank you. you to Funky J. Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Thank you. And Dave. Thank you. Dave. Now we've we've come to the end of the of the road. No. And uh, still I can't let go. No. Um, I need to know if you have uh in in your little in your little in your little thoughts dig deep into your little thoughts uh if you have any more thoughts about installing a fish tank in an office building yes well all right so you have to get all that i guess you get the water from like a tap is that how you do that but like do piranhas are they i'm just fucking with you i want you to tell me if you have a movie that deserves more hype dave i do oh Oh, my god i do sweet uh this is called alienoid uh, this is coming out in July, at least in Korea. Alienoid uh, is Korean is... for Piranha Women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Piranha Women. Uh, let me let me tell you, it was it was considered for movies that deserve more hype. <laughs> uh, this is a time traveling martial arts alien movie. Um, I don't know how else to describe yeah, that's it. It's, funny. it's uh, about gurus in the um, uh, Goryeo dynasty. Uh, who are trying to get some sort of uh, sword and uh, they I don't know cross paths with people from 2022 who are time traveling to hunt down an alien that is imprisoned in a human's body mm. 
Uh, I like and a, like a portal opens That's up. That's a strange way to put it. Yeah, yeah. They're not like piloting happy the with human th- body. They're no. just like. St- are they like a little tumor? Are they like a little man like living in the base of their skull? I don't I, know. I love that it implies that they're not enjoying the experience either. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this like, is... Listen, I want to get out of this guy just as much as he wants me out. <laughs> yeah. Are they like heckling him? Are they like a second yeah. personality just heckling? <laughs> I really hope it's all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> It's, this is a two-parter. This is part one. Uh, you, you, Google the trailer, Alienoid. It's, it, you know. It's exactly what you, <laughs> it, it is, sounds like. It is, it, yeah. It is both exactly what it sounds like and really hard to describe. It, I mean, it's it, out it, of control. It looks pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's got like that. It's also indecipherable. The trailer is indecipherable. <laughs> yeah. I looked up it's the actors that... to see if like, because I thought I recognized one of them. Uh, I do not, but like they're all from Korean dramas. They're all from like soap operas. Nice. It's got a little of that like Kung Fu Hustle um, or like RRR almost like mm-hmm. like special effects or like stunts where it's like a little like Looney Tunes, uh, but it also looks like it has legit martial arts in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it also has like Independence Day level like alien attacks yeah. on cities. Uh, and so I don't know. How does how is that not the most awesome thing uh, ever described? Yeah, it's you know? every idea. Yeah, it's got all the <laughs> it ideas. It's every idea. <laughs> yeah, it's in space. It's got like it's a Joker musical. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a musical. Yeah. Um, it looks fucking out of its out of its mind. There's like shots of like a car coming out of a portal and like crashing. There's a little like kid friendly alien robot. <laughs> yeah that's like his like a buddy there's people flying around there's there's whips that like that like 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 scorpion from mortal Kombat, like flying through the air uh there's like a there's like a robot like a humanoid robot man and uh, one of them has an alien imprisoned inside them yeah there's somewhere in there somewhere in there there's an alien there's a screaming (laughs) alien (laughs) so it's just keep it down it's it's just fucking unbelievable i don't know man yeah, but it looks I, have, sweet. I have no yeah i have nothing else what's it called again? what's it called again uh alienoid alienoid okay at least that's the you know the translated version of the title uh, i'm sure it's something else for sure yeah that needs yeah. more yeah but uh yeah people just google that you know google it and watch it and then uh, hopefully it'll be here soon. Maybe Netflix will pick it up. They've been doing that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, it'll get here. You know, yeah, one way or another, either uh, yeah. on Netflix or trapped within a person's body. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe I'll fly there and and yeah, you volunteer. Know, like do... You could be that yeah. prison, Dave. I would love to be that prison. Yeah. Honestly, this movie is what I see when I close my eyes. Anyway, so yeah. I, I can skip it. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> I was going to say, you might already be the prison. <laughs> right. I would be a really good prison. Hana tells me every day I'm a prison. You are. So Aww. like, yeah, it's, 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 it would be, I think I can do this, you know? Dead weight, I think is what she said. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is like being like, trapped. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, so yeah, I don't know. Check out Alienoid. It, it, it looks perfect. Honestly. Perfect film. Yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, I think that's a sode. We've done it. We did it. We did it.
Sean. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thanks for having thank me. You. What do you, what do you uh, want to tell people? What do you want to, what do you want oh, to plug? What plug. do you want to say? Uh, I, with uh, my dear friend, Robert Brockway, we run the website 1900hotdog.com. Uh, Hypecast's own Tom Ryman is a columnist there. What? It's me. That's you. And you're, you write very fun and funny articles. Um, so far, uh, mostly about movies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, pretty, it's your area of expertise. Out. Pretty much all of them. I, I, might, I, I might try to branch out into some uh, books. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. I think I told you this uh, in our work slacker and an email. But your hard target one was fantastic. It was, oh, thanks. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every word of it. Um, and then I, it inspired me to rewatch Hard Target, and I did, and I, I, I loved it again like I loved it the first time. It's this is not rules. like John Carpenter's Vampires. Hard Target will always be perfect. It um, it rules so hard. It's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It gets better every year. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, uh, that's my plug. Okay. Good plug. Good yeah. plug. More Solid Tom. Plug. Uh, that's my plug. Yeah, you're like plugging me for most of it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd also, I'd like to plug Tom. Ew, sure. that sounds sexual. Yeah. Mm, it could be. Tell me more about that. Uh, Tell me more about it. It, yeah, yeah. it, it had better be. <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell people about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. If you go on there uh, for just $5 a month, you get access to uh, a bunch of exclusive podcasts. Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Ooh. Fox Motors a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. That's the night this comes out. Also, we uh, Saturday, this Saturday, we're playing Friday the 13th. We are, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're celebrating hitting a patron goal. Uh, who knows? Maybe next week there might be something else going on. I don't know. Mm. There's no way to know. There... You'll have to just keep up with our podcast. Uh, uh, podcasts. Yeah. Where, where, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, there might be, a, might be a surprise drop next week uh, to help celebrate our patreon goal so keep a uh, keep an eye out for that keep uh, an eye out for that uh we also have a store head over to gameplayunemployed.com where you can find a link to our teespring store we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs posters stickers all kinds of things so check that out yeah check 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 it out america we're uh, america boy we sure are man celebrate we, we couldn't be less america honestly <laughs> That's true. Um, Okay, I think that's enough. Uh, Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info. Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. 
Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds.